So in this episode, we're going to dive into the aspects of everything to protect your assets. First and foremost, everything that you need to do, regardless if you're in Web3 or not, to protect yourself online. And then also, we're going to dive into how WalletGuard can help to protect our crypto assets. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I dove into this on episode 505, so if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you do that. I go over a lot of tools and different things that Michael spoke about when he met with us with the Crypto Tech Women community, and he gave us some amazing tips. However, in this particular one, we're going to dive into specifically what WalletGuard does because he covered so much in that. I just didn't think he had enough time to really have the stage to highlight all the amazing things that's happening with WalletGuard only. So we're going to dive into that today. But first and foremost, I want to say that this episode is also going to be a video. So certain aspects of it is very visual and you have to see it. So in the show notes, you're going to see where I directly link to the YouTube video and I'm going to timestamp it at the part where he does a screen share. So it is really cool to just listen to this and hear everything that's happening, but I just think it adds that much more to it if you actually see it. So let's get to that conversation. Thank you, Michael, for coming into this and just having a great conversation with me. I met you via the Crypto Tech Woman. You did an amazing masterclass and just taught us so much of that. I just want to give you your kudos for that because I had an amazing time and I learned a lot. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that. And it's awesome to see communities that want to talk about security and make sure that their users know there are ways to keep your assets safe before something goes wrong. Yeah, and I'd appreciate that because one of the things, too, is a lot of times when we have these presentations and community meetings, it turns into like a self-promotion. And you did 95% value just sharing all that information, and we really appreciated it. So it was great to now give you the stage to speak about the amazing things that you do and how you got involved with all of this. I think it's important to talk about the Web2 security side of things first before you get into Web3. And a lot of people leave the Web2 side out. So when you're talking about self-custody and being your own bank and now managing your own keys, do you have the right security hygiene? Do you have the right understanding of what you're interacting with so that you don't end up compromising yourself, that you don't end up losing your assets? So I've been in cybersecurity pretty much my whole life. And I was the CEO of an IT company. We handled residential and business computer services. So providing remote support, handling their backups, their security, stuff like that. And transitioning from that, which was the web two side of things into WalletGuard, which was the web three side of cyber security. It was an awesome transition. It was awesome to have found WalletGuard after I had already exited my previous company. Ohm and Martin, the founders of WalletGuard, about a year and a half ago, they were seeing all the scams that were happening in the space. And they put together like this Twitter space that was talking about security. So I happened to jump into like their first episode and we were just vibing, talking about web two and web three security. And they were focused on creating this app called WalletGuard that would just stop all these different compromises that we're seeing. Cause every time you would log on to Twitter, it would literally be like, I lost my assets or I got drained. And you know, that security layer is what's missing to onboard the masses. Otherwise people are afraid to come in to crypto. 
Yeah, that is 100%. Because right now, I am holding so many quote-unquote gift NFTs that I've given to people, but they're afraid to receive them from me because they either think they're going to lose access to their wallet or click the wrong thing and then just lose everything. So um, that is a big hurdle. Yeah, I think it's the education side of things and also the tools because you can't have one without the other. Like it might be the middle of the night and you're not paying attention to something and you click on the wrong link. You know, you have to have some sort of layer in between what you're doing and your assets that you're trying to protect. And an antivirus isn't going to do what WalletGuard does. So that's what's super important is to keep in mind, we're looking at signatures, swaps, claims, mints, and we're presenting these this information to the user in plain English. So in order to interact with Web3, we don't think it's practical to lose everything in a single click or to have to learn solidity or to understand how to read smart contracts or signatures. You know, this is should be an environment where you can safely store your assets, you can understand the precautions you have to take, and there's also tools that will handle a lot of that heavy lifting for you. Yeah, definitely. I remember my first transaction that I did on ETH using my MetaMask, and I was terrified. I I was absolutely terrified when all those uh, things popped up, and I didn't know exactly what any of that meant. And it honestly, it was an anxiety-inducing event when it should have been so much fun. (laughs) Right, yeah. You're like interacting with something new, but it's like, okay, you're also playing with money, right? You're playing with actual assets that you care about. And that's the scary part. A lot of times people are like, don't click on links, don't click on links. The point of the internet is to click on links. So we have to have some sort of intermediary, right? That's going to be able to say, hey, this is actually something you don't want to proceed with. You know, you've clicked on this, whether it was by accident or you meant to, and this is something that we detected is something you don't want to interact with. So that's essential in order to use the internet. That's the point of the internet. Exactly. And especially in the line of uh, work that I do as far as communicating with people and getting streams up and what have you, it's like, how are we supposed to do that without links? And that was one of the things with content creators within the space. We were scratching our heads like, how do we collaborate? Like, what do we do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you got to understand that there are other exploits that people try to use. You know, they might misspell the the name of a link uh, slightly. So you think it's a lowercase I or a capital L and, and it looks different. Um, they might use a sponsored ad on a search engine result to show up first ahead of what you're actually looking for. Like imagine you're someone new coming into Web3 and you need to download MetaMask. You go to Google, you type MetaMask, you might see a sponsored ad. That's not really MetaMask. That might be malware. That might be something you don't want to actually install on your computer. It might be a keylogger. So how do you protect those users? Well, that's why the Web2 side of security is so important because if you had for example, an ad blocker, then you wouldn't see the ads on the search engine, right? If you were using uBlock Origin, which is an open source ad blocker, you wouldn't see the search engine ads that are sponsored that most of the time people accidentally click on and are never really the right source or the right link to what you're trying to go to. So having an ad blocker, having a password manager, so you can keep track of your credentials, you know, these are the essentials prior to even thinking about Web3, which is why we kind of focus on that and then introduce the user and say, hey, this is how you protect yourself in Web3 and this is the tooling behind it, right? So we can tell the user, this is how you do your own research on finding out if a website's a scam, like looking up public who is information and seeing when was the domain registered? When was the DNS updated? You know, when was the website spun up? 
you can do that manually, or you can have a tool like WallaGuard that's taking a look at those heuristics and just saying, hey, this is a weight that we're applying and saying, this is something we don't think is actually a legit site, or this was spun up yesterday, and it's not something you should interact with. Yeah, it could be a very nerve-wracking because I know when I first came into the space it was when everything was about to hit peak with like bull market. Guys that were in the space from Bitcoin days, I mean, years and years and years with all this stuff, lots of experience and even had other podcasts teaching people how to set up their MetaMask and so forth. And even they fell victim to those ads that you're speaking about because, you know, those mints, when you get in the FOMO moment and you click in there and, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, it's all based on that emotion, right? They're trying to incite some sort of either fear or urgency in order to get you to do something. So if we teach people, hey, take a step back, this is how you actually understand what you're about to interact with, then you're gonna have an area where people are comfortable now and they understand the risks that they're taking when they come into the space. Otherwise they get scammed or they get wallet drained and then they say, oh, all of this is a scam. I never wanna touch it again. And then you lose that person from understanding what are the benefits of blockchain? What is the point of the coin or token you just purchased or the NFT you just bought into? Uh, did you do it for the art or did you do it just to flip it? Do you understand what you bought or who made it? Is it the real artist? Is it the right contract address? So you're going to go down this rabbit hole, but 99% of people don't go down the rabbit hole. They just see, oh, people are making tons of money. I want to make tons of money too. How do I make an NFT? And then the concept of an NFT is lost because people don't understand that you don't just come in and say, I want to make an NFT and make tons of money. There has to be a reason that people want your NFT. Are you a famous artist? Are you a famous musician? Do you have sought after work paintings or do you have sought after music or a graphic artist? You know, these are all things that would be beneficial to artists and musicians and stuff like that outside of people coming in to just make a quick flip or create something and not understand what they're really creating or selling. I know when I first came into the thing, I didn't even have necessarily making money in mind. To me, the connection I made was back in middle school when I used to collect Pokemon cards. And like, yeah. sure, now they're worth a lot of money. But no one at that time, we were just having fun. So I, I like the fact that, okay, with a tool like WallaGuard, the education that you guys are providing, it helps us to just have fun in the space. And I think it's cool because you guys have basically three... Uh, levels, which I'd like you to dive into. First, you have for the newbies, then you have for the people that are active within the space, and then you have like, you know, for businesses and what have you. I know we spoke about the Web 2 education, but what I understood from what you were saying earlier that you also have uh, Web 3 education that you guys have. Yeah, so there's the WallaGuard Academy on our website that is all free articles on how to actually do your own research, like creating your first wallet, how to save and store your seed phrase securely, make sure you're safe at NFT conferences. There's all these different types of articles that we break down when people say, do your own research. We're actually doing your research for you and saying, hey, this is exactly how you go about this. Those are all resources of educational material. We are constantly adding to that. So the Academy is definitely a great resource. And in the Academy, we also like to work with different communities and collaborate to bring security education to them. So we can co-host a Twitter space, talk about wallet safety with your community, or do a Discord security session and show them live examples of social engineering or phishing and how to avoid them. So all of that's free as well. It's a win-win for the communities and it's a win for WallaGuard for people to know that WallaGuard exists, right? So the WallaGuard Academy is a great resource. And then with the WallaGuard Academy, we also have uh, another tool called ChatWeb3. And ChatWeb3 is our take 
on ChatGPT. So it's four custom plugins that we created that let you choose your level of crypto. So if you're new to Web3 or you're a DGen or a developer, whatever the case is, and it curates the responses based on your skill level for crypto, DeFi, and NFTs. So if you're someone brand new coming into crypto and you have a question, what is a wallet? Asking what is a wallet to chat Web3 or chat GPT will give you drastically different answers. ChatGPT is going to tell you about physical wallets, that they're made out of leather, you keep them in your pockets, or later on it'll tell you about the crypto wallets. But ChatWeb3 is going to focus on the crypto response. It's going to focus on giving you context related directly to crypto. And then, of course, we have the browser extension, which is open source. Our repos available on GitHub. There's a direct developer pipeline to the Chrome store, so our users know exactly the code that's behind the extension so that you also know that you never have to connect your wallet to us. You never have to sign anything to use WalletGuard. There's no NFT, there's no token, there's nothing needed to purchase to use WalletGuard and that it provides a security layer for your wallet of choice. So we're not a wallet, we're providing security for your wallet. Within the next couple of months, we're actually gonna be releasing a MetaMask Snap, which is the WalletGuard security and transaction simulator directly in MetaMask. So you don't have to have WalletGuard as a separate extension in your browser. So this way you're gonna be able to get the security benefits in that wallet natively. And we're working on a bunch of different activations in the space on the B2B side of things because of our API. So other wallets, other dApps or marketplaces, for example, they can connect and aggregate information from us through our phishing detection or through our transaction simulation. So there's a lot of different ways we're integrating with users, different brands, different communities, and also bringing that security information to existing products. It's a lot going on there. Uh, first, yeah. I have to say I tried the, the GPT wallet chat feature, and I thought it was amazing. The fact that it was in English, right? It wasn't necessarily a techie speak. Of course, we're speaking about a very technical thing but it right. was very understandable. And I thought that was a great tool and I was using it. And I also, like you said, I kind of compared it to uh, see what uh, Bard and all the other ones would do. And it was all over the place. So I do like the fact that it was very streamlined. And um, was that always sort of in the plan once GPT was released or how did that even really come up? Yeah, I mean, taking a look at like AI tooling like that and then you know, seeing like, what are the benefits of integrating that into what we're doing? And I wanna show you like a live example of WalletGuard running a transaction simulation and then also having the chat web three AI built into the simulation. So not only can you access chat web three, like just through your traditional browser, but chat web three is built into WalletGuard. And I think it'll show you a really clear example of how easy we make it for people to understand what they're interacting with and ask questions in plain English and get a response in plain English as opposed to a bunch of code. So this is just a dashboard in WalletGuard, but let's pretend that we're going to OpenSea. And this is not even a malicious transaction. This is just a transaction and how we can show you clearly what's happening, whether it's a claim, a swap, a mint, whatever the case is. So let's pretend we want to buy this NFT. First, we're going to, this is the signature sign UI for OpenSea. So let's just approve that. And then we're going to choose to purchase it. Okay, so before MetaMask opens up, WalletGuard's gonna pop up and let you know exactly what's happening. So the fact that you're actually on OpenSea's official website, the direct contract on Etherscan that you could jump to, the fact that you're giving away a specific amount of ETH, 
and that you're receiving a specific NFT that's valued at a certain OpenSea floor price. So all this information is something that's missing from MetaMask where you would only see just a gas fee. So this is an example of the transaction simulation on a legitimate website. But let's pretend that you want further context as to what's happening here. So there's a tab, Chat Web 3, that the user could click on. And you could ask it questions in plain English. So let's ask it, is this suspicious? So it's going to give a breakdown on this transaction that we're looking at. So it gives us the contract interaction, the fact that it's the official Seaport contract, the breakdown on the gas fee, what we are receiving, as well as the fact that there is not a phishing risk on this site and the fact that we're giving away a specific amount of Ethereum. So all this context and information is available for the user and they can speak to chat web three in plain English to get these answers. So this is really, I think what helps us stand out outside of just having your wallet and approving transactions or signatures. We're actually showing you this is what's happening with the signature or this transaction. And if you need further context, there's an AI tool built right into WallaGuard. That is absolutely amazing. You don't have to go to another website. You don't have to go to a secondary location. Everything is just right there and streamlined. And I'm excited to see how it's going to actually directly work within MetaMask, even without a browser plugin or anything. I think it's going to be really popular. Yeah, MetaMask Snap is actually a platform that they've been working on for a few years. And to be able to open up like a, basically a marketplace for other applications to integrate directly and I think is a great play so that WallaGuard's security layer, we can bring that over to their platform. We can integrate directly so that users are more comfortable. And the hardest thing to build in the space is trust. And it's even harder to build trust as a security company. So we're very happy to have just reached 25,000 users, which is amazing for us. We've scaled very quickly over the past few months alone because once we went open source and people see our code and the fact that you don't need to connect your wallet to us and we're literally just telling you about wallet drainers or telling you what's about to happen before it happens, it's a no-brainer. So we've been scaling very quickly, which is awesome. And I think that being a MetaMask Snap will also get more eyes on what we're doing and the concept of trying to protect people's assets, make it easier to understand what you're interacting with. When you say 25,000, just for context, for anyone listening, like that is a massive number of people considering who's actually still in Web3. It was a small community to begin with. Right. And the majority of those people maybe just had their funds on an exchange and not even going to a MetaMask or something of that nature. So that's a very big number. Yeah. And, and to be able to provide this security layer for those people, like when we see those tweets or those DMs that are like, hey, this helped me stop a wallet drainer, or I just got my friend into crypto and he thought it was a free mint and WalletGuard told him like, this is a wallet drainer. That's why we do this. That's worth millions of dollars to us. Eventually we will be monetizing a premium subscription of WalletGuard, but we'll always have the free version for the sake of onboarding people, for the sake of educating people on what the space is about and the fact that we exist as a security tool. Is this entirely ETH-centric right now, or is there any plans or anything currently out that would, say, go to Solana or any of the other chains or any kind of multi-chain future? Yeah, so WalletGuard is the security layer in between the wallet. So we actually support on the transaction simulation side, Ethereum, uh, Polygon, as well as Arbitrum. And we are launching support for more chains over the coming months. Uh, but the phishing detection layer, the one that's actually looking at different heuristics on the site, that's 
uh, blockchain agnostic. So you still have the security feature of checking the links or on the transaction side, looking at a few different chains. It's absolutely amazing. So someone now who, let's say they have their own project in their community, what's the best way that they could reach out to you and work with you guys to educate and onboard their community into using this feature? On Twitter or X, as we now call it, our official WalletGuard page is wallet underscore guard. You'll know you're on the right one. We have about, I think, 37,000 followers that we've also happily built mostly organically by just providing free security content. So following us and also turning your notifications on, we do a weekly X space, which I actually just got off of, where we talk about wallet safety and also bring up other security advocates in the space. Reach out to us on X. You can also go to our website, WalletGuard.app. Everything we've spoken about, including the Academy, the Chat Web 3 AI tool, the extension, the links to our open source repo on GitHub, everything's on WalletGuard.app. It's all in one place for users to do their own research on us and see that we're out here as security advocates trying to make the space safer. We have a real product. We've saved people real money. Those 25,000 downloads have led to over 55,000 wallets being protected. And we've been able to save our users over $40 million in assets. And that's a conservative number. So the way that we track that is we take a look at the simulations as far as the data that is the value and then say, hey, this is something that we could have saved. This is something that we blocked or stopped. So that $40 million in assets saved is a very conservative number. And we're very happy to have done that in environment that's also in the bear market. We're building in the bear. So when the bull comes, people are going to know, they're going to be ready to say, hey, you have questions, you need security in Web3, you need to protect your assets, Wallet Guard. They got the educational resources, they got the right tooling, and they give people the right answers. Absolutely. And this is an amazing time to be in here because one of the things that I like with this bear market, not that anyone really likes the bear market, but we're able to find amazing companies and people within the space such as yourself, because, you know, when the noise starts up during the bull market, it, it's going to be a lot harder to find the legitimate ones. There's going to be these quote unquote security people coming out that are the scammers, right? So it is great that you're here positioning yourself with all these communities and everything. So appreciate the time that you're taking to just teach us all this stuff. I love it. I love speaking about cybersecurity. I'll go anywhere to any conference that wants to talk about it. I don't charge anything to speak anywhere. You know, we are all security advocates here at WalletGuard. And the goal is to just educate the masses to onboard the next 100 million people for them to understand what they're interacting with. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to self-custody. Sometimes there's going to be people that need an intermediary or some sort of custodial service to manage these assets for them. But there are a big chunk of people that are self-custodying. And they also need to understand that there are tools like us that exist and we're building with communities. We take community feedback or user feedback and we incorporate it directly into our workflow. We incorporate it into the application. That's how we got to this point. If we had an app that no one cared about and there was no reason for, we wouldn't have gotten to the point we're at right now. So it's really been awesome to build with communities, to be able to provide all these services at no cost to anybody, you know, outside of the B2B integrations, that's our APIs and our backend. So those we have custom deployments for. But when it comes to the end user, it's really beneficial. When it comes to communities, it's a win-win for everybody. And 
yeah, it's, it's been just awesome building with the team and becoming the partnership director at the beginning of this year, getting a full-time position at WallaGuard was really just awesome. I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else in Web3. So of course, all the information that you did leave, I will put in the show notes for this or the description if you're checking out the video. And that way, you know, you're on the official pages, make sure you're there. He said the links and so forth. And, uh, you know, we want no confusions. Of course, this is a whole security thing. And even when I see your name, Michael K, I automatically think of, uh, I don't know which city you're on, but Michael K, the New York Yankees announcer. But no, not that Michael <laughs> K. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Web3 security, Michael K. So, um, of course, your Twitter or X handle will be in the show notes as well if anyone wants to reach out. So I appreciate this. It was a great conversation, man. And I know you guys are going to do some amazing things. No, thank you so much for giving me the platform, giving me the time to speak about this. Greatly appreciate your time. And yeah, this has been awesome. Maybe we should do like a follow-up one in a few months from now, see where we're at. I think we're going to have a lot of great developments to drop that I can't necessarily talk about right now, but there's a bunch of stuff coming. I definitely think that anybody that's listening, you know, like I said, do your own research on us, check us out. If you have any questions, you want us to work with your community, talk about wallet safety, shoot us a DM. We eat this, we breathe this, we love this, and let's go. <laughs> so, of course, that was a lot of amazing information. Highly recommend you check out WallaGuard, all the amazing things that's happening over there. And also, the things to protect yourself within Web2. Some of the recommended tools that he spoke about in that workshop with us, I have put in the show notes as well. But again, I recommend listening to episode 505. I just gave a broad overview of everything that he spoke about there. So hopefully you find this information helpful and it will save you a lot of headaches in the future. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Please feel free to give some feedback in whatever podcast app that you are listening to. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.